Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, and today I am joined by a fellow real estate investor, a friend, and quite frankly, a beast when it comes to all things real estate investing and marketing and lead generation and building your business. And just, man, I am super excited to have Mr. Mike Hambright back on the show. I think this is the second time. Round two, Mike. Round two, baby. Round two. Mike, how the (laughs) hell are you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back, my friend. Awesome, man. I am so happy to have you. Mike, you are like a Swiss army knife of (laughs) all things real estate, my friend. You run Investor Fuel, which is uh, one of the nation's leading mastermind communities for, for real estate professionals. You also have Flip Nerd, which is flipnerd.com. It's a website. It's um, America's most respected information source for real estate investors with thousands of hours of training and content. Holy cow. And then you also have Investor Machine, which is a tech and data company that provides high quality lead generation for hundreds of America's top professional real estate investors. Am I missing anything, man? Holy cow. That's good enough. Yeah. You say a Swiss army knife. I, I started out as a butter knife though. So, you know, <laughs> added in some tools along the way. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, you know what? The, the most recent one that we were talking about investor machine is, is really the, is really what I would like to talk with you about today. Um, because, you know, inventory is at all time lows, even still, yep. and it's getting harder and harder to find good deals. And as all of my listeners and audience knows that this is a marketing business before it is any other business. You've got to sure. find motivated sellers in order to get good deals. Yep, and absolutely. once you find yourself a motivated seller, you know all of the exit strategies become very easy. But if you don't have a good deal on a property, It's very difficult to wholesale a property. It's very difficult to fix it up and flip it for a profit. And if you're like me and you love doing the Burr method and being a landlord and acquiring properties with little to none of your own money, it makes it very, very difficult without finding that deal, right? You got to find that deal. So as I just stated, you know, it's getting harder and harder to find these deals. So tell us about Investor Machine, man. What does this all consist of? Yeah. And I'll do it in a way where I want to tell everybody about kind of our approach. I mean, we're kind of open kimono to tell you what we do. So whether you're one of our clients or, or you just want to do this on your own, which it's hard work, you'll, you'll kind of understand what I say here, that it's hard work. Uh, but I kind of open the kimono and, you know, there's no black box here. Like we'll tell you exactly what we do and my belief on lead generation, you know, in general. So, and so I'll say this, like there is no silver bullet, like uh, the key, the key to somebody's success probably is for the most part is just continuing to do hard, do hard things. Like the things that are the easiest to generate leads 
are not going to generate the most leads and they're definitely going to generate the most competitive leads because it was easy. So a lot of people do it. Right. So when you start to do stuff that's harder, you start to eliminate some of that competition. And I'm not here to say like, if you do these hard things or you follow this, nobody even knows about this property. You're the only one. And you're going to like hit a home run every time. Like that's not real either. Right. But I think the point is to be consistent as hell and do some things that are harder than what the average person is willing to do. Uh, or pay somebody to do it for you because, you know, um, at the end of the day, those are the things that are investments today in the future. There, it's a, you're making investments today in lead generation. Even like SEO is a perfect example. I was talking to Trevor about this yesterday is you don't get an immediate payoff. Like you have to be willing to put those bricks down and build a wall over a long period of time. And someday people are going to say, you're like an overnight success. And it's like, yeah, 10 years in the making, right? Like it took, you didn't see us making the sausage behind the scenes. Um, but it was an investment over time. And I think a lot of real estate investors are like, they want to do something today and make money tomorrow. And I'm not saying that can't happen. It's happened for a lot of people, uh, but it's not as easy to do that as it used to be. And we're probably not going back to the easy times, right? Man, I cannot agree more. I just got off of a coaching call with one of my students. He's been in my program for probably five months. And I was getting a little worried about him because he hadn't closed any deals, but I hadn't talked to him in about three weeks and he closed three deals this week and made 30,000 bucks. And I was like, man, I'm so glad that you, you know, were consistent and really more so were persistent and you didn't quit because all of those efforts led you to where you're at today. And he had a $30,000 week. So I can't agree with more with what you said. Now, there's one thing that you did say that I want to dive into really quickly though. And you said, there's easy things that we can do. And then there's hard things that we can do, you know? So what, what, what are you referring to when it comes to those two, you know, those differences? Well, easy things are, uh, let's just, we'll kind of stick to, to direct mail, right? Easy is to go um, pull an age and equity list off a of prop stream or somewhere and just mail to age and equity and, you know, spray it out there. Right. Sure. Uh, sure. That's just not as productive as it used to be. And I don't advocate that anybody do that anymore. Right. Um, hard is going to what, what we do is we actually try to go pull 40 lists in every market we operate in, which is 350 markets right now on a daily and weekly basis. Like we have people in there mining for data every day to try to find what just happened, what just happened that might indicate distress. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like this industry is hard right now. A lot of things are hard right now, uh, but people's distress hasn't gone away. In fact, it's probably higher than it has been on an ongoing basis. So, you know, think about it. We buy houses for the most part from people in distressed situations, things that we don't wish on anybody, but it's just life, death, divorce, inheritance, you know, problem rentals, like all those things will always happen. It doesn't matter what market cycle we're in, like people still die. People still get divorced. People still have renters that tear up their house and they're like, I'm done with this thing. They right? get sick Those things are and never they, gonna and stop, they lose their right? job and they get divorced. Yeah, all of these things. Yep. They're, they're not things that that we're ever you know excited to hear about, but it's life. And if right. we can help these people in the process, that's right. 100 percent That's right. So that's not that hasn't changed, right? So what has changed is how we find them bef- before many other people have found them, and you know, how to get a little more sophisticated with your lead generation. And so we, what we do at Investor Machine is uh, we just tie it all back to data. Like we try to get that data before anybody else. And we try to tell a bigger and better story than what anybody else is going to go. So we basically pull all this data and we stack it up and we built some software to effectively do list stacking on steroids, 
where we are able to cre create the best list, whether you're eat, whether you're uh, mailing and or skip tracing and cold calling or uh, text messaging um, to get to those folks as fast as pops possible. And then we actually kind of white glove handle the direct mail side where we're doing the mailers for people and dropping them on a weekly basis and just clockwork consistency is key, right? So there's a lot is of everything in this yeah. business, man. Yeah. And I, I kind of tell the story, like I have a bunch of rental property, single family. And so I get a bunch of postcards from people that are trying to, you know, dudes, I always say, I never want to sell my house to a dude like me. Like I don't ever want to be a distressed seller, but sure. people still market to me. Right. Because I'm, I'm an absentee owner and I have equity in my properties. And so I was given an analogy yesterday of a couple of uh, big, big players here in my, in my market, the Dallas Fort Worth market that I've been getting mailers from them for years, just like clockwork, just boom, 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 boom. They never stop, never stop. And then I always get a one-off postcard that I've never seen this one before. I know it's, you can just tell it's a new investor. And, um, and I, it's pretty common that I'll get one from that person and I never get another one. And that's because it's a lot of newer investors. And if you're newer, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was newer once we were all were newer. I have a soft spot in my heart for helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. So there's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is if you do one mailer and say that didn't work and I stop. Mm. Right. Agreed. And that's what kind of separates the people that are in it to win it for the long run. And the people that are just trying to make a quick buck and if it doesn't work, I'm going to move on to crypto or something else. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that, that's the mindset that people have uh, that end up, you know, losing a few, a few thousand in crypto. And then they move on to the Amazon business and they lose a few thousand more <laughs> Whatever. and then they're never going to get ahead. Next. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, gotta pick something. You gotta be consistent. You gotta be persistent. I mean, that's really the key to success is consistent, persistent action. So Mike, a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Love it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you know, if you've been in the game for a long time, we all get those leads that say, you know what, I've been getting your mail for a long time. I've seen your advertisements. You've been calling me for a long time, whatever it is. And today's the day, like I'm finally there. And I think we've all, I know you have David, we bought a lot of houses from people that when you go there, it's like their situation was the same five or 10 years ago. Like it's just deteriorated a little bit worse, but they were a distressed seller five or 10 years ago. Right. And so it just took something happening, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, like that they called you today. And I, I you give this other analogy of, and we probably, a lot of the people resonate with this. You get, we get a lot of unsolicited mail. We all do. Right. So you, you get how many, how many times a, a week or a month would you say you get flyers for I mean, to buy a new match on my desk right across the way, but I, I'm I saying say... to, to buy a new mattress or tires, right? Something that you do every, like, I don't even know tires every three or four years and a mattress every 10 years or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, but they just hammer you, right? They're just like, they're always in your face. And the truth is, is when the time comes, like you'll appreciate that. Oh, it's right here. I know exactly where I'm going. I've been getting this forever. Right. It's the same thing with real estate. If you do a good job and you don't sour that relationship and you know, somebody, I was talking to somebody earlier, they're like, yeah, I put glitter in my mailer. So when I pull it out, all this glitter comes out. I was like, dude, that's a way to like really piss somebody off and like have them <laughs> never sell you their house. You're going to stand out, but I wouldn't do that. Um, but you know, if you say I'm looking to buy dumps in your neighborhood or whatever, like you don't want to alienate those folks, but if you kind of educate and people can res they resonate with your message and stuff like that, then you're on the short list of people that they will call if they're in that situation. The key is to just keep tapping them on the shoulder, keep tapping them on the shoulder. Hey, I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. If you need me, we're here to help. And, you know, be, uh, be that person that's like, 
can, can they can confide in you if and when the time comes, but you got to be there consistently just tapping them on the shoulder, right? Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. You got to be consistent. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that all we do as real estate investors, I'm not an agent, I'm not licensed, not a broker, none of that, just an investor, you know, flipped hundreds and hundreds of houses and loved buying rentals, all the above. Right. And I am convinced Mike, that all we do as real estate investors is provide convenience to people in exchange for a discount. Yep. That's it. It's so incredibly simple. And a lot of the new people that come into, you know, this space, they are trying to convince sellers to be motivated. And I, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, Mike, the first year, maybe even two full years of me being in this, in this full time, I had that same approach. You know, I would be doing cold calling and, you know, sending some mail and doing this and doing that. And I get on the phone with somebody and I would try to convince them that they were motivated. And in hindsight, I'm like, man, that was such a terrible approach. You can't convince somebody to be motivated. They have to do that on their own. But what we can do as investors is we can be here to help them when they are ready, right? And we can offer them convenience in exchange for a discount when they are ready. So absolutely. I love it, man. You're speaking my language, buddy. Yeah. And I've told this story before too. And I think for a lot, if we're to the newer real estate investors out there, it's not about you, right? It's about solving that person's problem. And I've kind of told this story before of early on, this is back. So I'm like an old dude now, 14 years ago when I started in real estate investing and I was new to the business, like I needed to do deals. Like we were my, you know, of kind of what my goals are at this point, at that point, it was more around survival. Like my wife and I left our job. We're kind of all in, had a new baby. Like we got to make this work. Right. And I, I have this, this story that I've told before. I remember that sometimes I would park in front of a house about to go up on an appointment and I would literally pray. I'd be like, God, please, please let me buy this house. We really need this, you know, whatever, without any thought to like what that person on the other side of the door needs, you know, and, and, and I wasn't successful. And then it finally, you know, it just kind of finally sunk in is like, they don't care about me. Like I'm not here for me. I'm here for them until I can solve that person's problem then I don't deserve anything. Right. And so I think for a lot of newer investors out there, they see people posting checks on social media and they're like, they want that money. They want that lifestyle. They want those things, but you can't get that reward until you've earned it. And that's, you earn it by helping other people. Right. I'm going to repeat what you just said. You earn it by helping other people. I, man, you're, you nailed it. And again, it took me, you know, I would say, I don't want to be too optimistic here, but I'd say, you know, it probably took me every bit of two years to kind of realize, Hey, this isn't about me. This is about them. I can't force them to be motivated, but what I can do, and this is what I teach all of my students is I can be there for them when they're ready. I can continuously remind them that I can help them when they are ready. And I can uh, provide them a ton of convenience to help them in this problem that they're facing when they are ready. You guys see the, 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 what I keep repeating here when they are ready, but Mike, you, I think said this best and really brought this to light though, is, is you gotta be really, really consistent about reminding them or letting them know that we as real estate investors can help them and are here to help them when they are ready. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and if you do, when you do generate a lead, you know, to the systems part, like 
and there's better systems than ever right now. Some amazing CRMs out there. Most of the CRM owners are good friends of mine. Uh, is that um, follow-up is so critical in this business. If somebody raised their hand and they contacted you, even if it seems like it's not a deal today, you've got to follow up forever. And I don't know what your longest deal is. I, I've bought a deal, I think like five and a half years after we first generated. The I'm lead. about the same, five and a half, maybe. And maybe. it's just like, you know, I'm not ready. No, I don't think so. I'm just going to fix it up myself. Oh, we rented it out. Call me back in six months. And then sometimes you just ask people, do you want me to just take you off the list and stop following up? We're like, well, no, no, you know, we might need you at some point and just follow up with those leads forever because if they're in a distressed situation, I mean, I don't wish this on anybody, but there's a lot of people in America that are stretched thin financially for sure. The average American household has less than a thousand dollars in the bank, which blows my mind. Yeah, that is unbelievable. But you're like one medical issue away, one losing a job away, one thing away from being pushed over the edge. And if you do a good job of serving that person and earning their trust up front, stay in touch with them. And you're just going to be that person they pick up the phone and call if and when the time comes. But you got to keep tapping them on the shoulder, whether it's through sending more mailers, calling every once in a while, following up or both, right? Yeah, typically, I think it's at roughly four to five percent of the population at any given time is in a distressed situation, you know, yeah. four to five percent. So that's a pretty decent sized number. I mean, out of 100 houses, that's four or five houses that essentially could, you know, could use our help or could use some that's convenience right. in some way, shape or form. Yeah, so, that's right. man, I love it. Well, Mike, tell me more about Investor Machine. You know, what is it? Why would somebody want to use it? Or, you know, I'm curious to learn more about what exactly Investor yeah. Machine is Yeah, about. I talked a little bit about it up front, but what we do is it's kind of a done for you, really a white glove solution for primarily direct mail. We also do skip tracing for folks that want to do cold calling and text message marketing. But what we do is we have Really, we, we literally have an army of data miners that are mining data in all the markets where we have customers at. So people join our program. It's not a franchise, but we kind of license a, a, a seed in the market to them. And then we execute the marketing for them. So if their budget's 5,000 a month, we come up with the best list to market to and then market to them. If it's 50,000 a month, we come up with the best list of 50,000 a month and market to them, kind of done for you solution. Where we're different is we focus on uh, distress. We go after about 40 different lists that uh, we go try and pull in every market where we operate. And we go into the county and the city and we're looking for probate, tax delinquent, notice of default, mowing liens, arrest records. We look at divorces. We actually look at the obituaries. We look at a bunch of things and then append that data back to our database. And we figure out what is the best list in Dallas County. Let's say where I'm at in the Dallas area to market to right now. And on top of that, we overlay a real estate investors buy box of the types of houses they even want to market to in the first place. So mm. I think that's another thing that a lot of real estate investors used to do and maybe still do haven't done differently is they just spray entire zip codes or entire counties. And, and if you're, if you're a wholesaler, like maybe you don't care where the deal's at. If you're a buy and hold person or oh, it matters. a, re it a rehabber, matters. you should be a little bit more laser targeted on the types of houses you want to buy, age of house, size of the house, zip code, all those things. Yep. So that you're not wasting money on markets where you don't really even want a house in the first place. Right. And so, and honestly, a lot of real estate investors now, I'm sure you know this in your market, like there's areas of town where you're like, I'd love to get another deal there because the margins are twice as high as over there. Right. It's like, then don't spend money on those markets where the margins are half. Focus on where you really want to do deals at. 
Yeah, I mean, it comes so to landlording, it's the same thing too. Like yeah, there's certain sure. areas where it's like, man, those tenants are tearing houses up left and right. right. They're not paying their rent. The eviction rates are high. The crime rates are high. And yeah. then there's other areas where it's like, man, these tenants are a dream. They yeah, pay their exactly. rent in advance. They leave the house better <laughs> than they than they took possession of it. You know, so once you start to dial in those areas within your market, it's like, I'm not going to waste one penny market in that neighborhood, but I'll happily spend three to five or 10,000 over in this area of town. So I love the fact that you guys are doing so many, you're you're pulling lists from so many different areas and using so many different data points and determining what would make the best sense today. Now, who's the hottest right now? You're doing, you guys are probably reviewing these things weekly, right? Yeah, it's it's mostly real time. Like we we're pulling data on a daily and weekly basis. And for our customers that want it, we gather these data points all week long and then skip trace it and send it to them every Monday of what we call the hot list. Like what new data points popped up because you're, it's basically speed to the customer trying to get to somebody. As soon as a flag pops up, they just filed a profit probate. They just got a tax delinquent notification, whatever it might be. We're like on them as fast as possible because if you're not, somebody's going to be like, we're trying to get to people as fast as possible. So we've just built an, really a machine to generate uh, data points that will tell the story of who is most distressed right now, who should you be marketing to right now? And then we help them execute that as fast as possible, because let's face it, most real estate investors are smaller shops that are spread thin. They're trying to do everything. And one of the things that very few people do that they need to is mail consistently like clockwork or market consistently like clockwork. We throw some money at something, it works or it doesn't. And the next time I get around to doing it, there's probably some gaps in between of when I should have done it and when I'm actually doing it, right? No, that's 100% agreed, 100%. Facts, man. You are filled with facts. I love it. So what kind of marketing are you typically doing or helping people do? You had mentioned direct mail. You had mentioned uh, generating the list, which is you know typically the most important thing, regardless of what you do next. You got to have a good list. So you're yep. skip tracing those lists and you're providing those lists to your clients. You're also helping them uh, with some of the direct mail. Are you guys doing anything else? Or is no, that- we're not doing anything online right now. We probably will in time, but you know, the problem with, we could probably, you know, be a formidable uh, competitor to any of the pay-per-click guys out there. If we want to, a lot of those guys are my friends. We're not looking to compete with anybody, but we don't really, you know, that's not our area of expertise. Like we could get into pay-per-click and we could have probably a hundred customers inside of six months, but I don't know how to have a competitive competitive edge there uh, right now because it's it's a commoditized product in a lot of ways. There's some great services out there, so not taking anything away from anybody. But the data is really what sets us apart, and the way that we're able to use that data the best currently is through direct mail and uh, skip tracing. So See, primarily, you know, I, I love our customers that- are direct mail customers and or. We skip trace for them so that and they, then they can, can cold call, extra cold call and right. do all in the, on right. their own. Okay. So yep. I asked that question, hoping that you were going to say, no, that's it. And you did. Right. And the reason is, is because less is more, right? You don't yep. necessarily need to have 700 different approaches. For sure. What I've found is, is that when I spread myself really thin, balls start getting dropped and things start getting overlooked and no follow-up doesn't get done. And yep. the appointments aren't being ran or we're missing them, or maybe we'll go run an appointment. And then we didn't even make an offer. How dumb is that? I mean, come <laughs> on, if you are listening right now and you are spending money on marketing and you get on the phone with somebody and they say, yes, I, I am interested in selling the property. And you say, great, can I come out and view it? And you go view it. And then you don't even make them an offer, right? So 
sometimes more isn't more, right? When it comes to marketing, you know, most of the time when it comes to marketing, more marketing is more, but not always, right? right. And if you're if you're dropping balls and leaving things behind, then you know obviously that that isn't necessarily the best approach. So, yep. man, I think that is phenomenal. You guys are pulling from multiple different data points. You're providing your customers with lists daily and weekly, and and then of course you guys are doing the done for you direct mail as well. It sounds like a phenomenal service, man. That's awesome. Tell me, I mean, is there what else are you guys doing for your customers over there at an investor machine? That's primary. That's primarily it. But we we do we try to act as a strategic like partner, right, an advisor. So sometimes when marketing is not working as well as it should, we can dig in and say, well, let's look at it. Let's look at your buy box. So like, what are you know what 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 systems are you using for texting or cold calling? Um, you know, we just kind of drill in and try to figure out how to help them. And so, you know, there's a lot of service providers out there that are kind of built to uh, be self-study, right? Like you have access to the software, just go figure it out. You need help, we'll go watch our FAQ videos or whatever. So we're really, really kind of trying to hold their hand and make sure that they're making good decisions. I mean, and because we serve hundreds of customers, really hundreds of, you know, of larger investors around the country, we are able, we kind of have our ear to the ground. We know what's working and what's not. And when I hear somebody say, hey, this just isn't working for me and I know they know what they're doing, we perk up. We're like, let's try to learn from this. And then we can help our other customers like share that information as well. When something's working really well, we might bring that customer on uh, inside of our group and like talk to everybody about how this is working well for you and what you're doing differently. And, you know, in this business, it just takes a little nugget here and there to really kind of move the needle in your business, right? It doesn't have to be something like revolutionary. It's just doing a few things a little bit better is really what separates real rock stars in this industry from those that fail. Mike, I love it, man. You are speaking my language. I agree with every single thing you said. I want to take it back just for one second. Now you had said earlier that you had, you know, you had closed a deal that was like five and a half years old. I've been in this business full-time for seven, almost eight years. And I am very similar to you in the fact that we are still following up with the leads that, that I added in the first week and in the first month yeah. of my marketing efforts. Right. And, you know, we're, we often close a deal that's three or four or even five or six years in the making. And we've followed up with these leads every month or every quarter, or in some cases, every year for multiple years. Yep. And you know, when we dove into the data a couple months back, one thing that really kind of stuck to my mind when we were looking at the data and looking at the numbers is the average deal that we're able to close on typically takes four to six months worth of follow-up in order to get the deal, right? Now, that doesn't mean that we won't do some marketing today and get a call tomorrow and, you know, run an appointment over the weekend and, you know, get it under contract next Tuesday. I mean, that happens a lot too, Yep. but eight or nine out of 10, you know, roughly of the deals that we're doing require four to six months worth of follow-up. Hmm. Now, every year that goes on, I fully anticipate that average to get longer because I have more and more old leads in my system that are going to continuously skew that number out a sure, little bit. Yeah. So one of the things that I always tell my students whenever they're coming on board is, hey, this is a marketing business first and foremost. 
But number two, if you want to have success in this business, you have to understand that it's all about the follow-up. If you call somebody one time and they say they're not interested, you know, and then you don't ever follow up with them ever again, or maybe they do say they're interested, but that number is just not going to work for you. And you don't ever follow up again. You are basically limiting yourself to the one or two out of 10 deals that you're going to be able to get right away. The other eight or nine are going to require weeks, if not months, guys, if not years yep. worth of follow-up efforts. And we just closed a deal the other day, Mike. It was hilarious because we're scrolling through our CRM and I was like, man, I'm just curious, like how many follow-ups did we do on this particular lead? And it was 107. Wow. 107 follow-ups, but thank God that we did because we made almost $30,000 on that deal. Yeah, so you've got awesome. to follow up like crazy, man. I absolutely, I love it, man. Mike, yeah, you have- like, like you said, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Somebody raised their hand and contacted you at one point. And again, I don't wish this on anybody, but a lot of people's situations, if they're in a distress situation, doesn't necessarily get worse with time. It more likely gets, gets worse. It doesn't necessarily get better. It gets, often gets worse. And so that follow-up, especially if you build trust, even if they don't want to sell right now, if you don't high pressure pitch people and you basically are a good listener and you really try to understand what their challenge is, try to give them some advice about how they can solve their problem, even if it doesn't include you, that goes a long way towards them being willing to take the next call and the next call and the next call. And I'm just checking in. And, you know, this deal that I was talking about, it's been a while since we closed this one, but there were a number of, cause I, I go back and look, like you said, when we closed deals, how many times did we touch that person before they came around? And this one, there were so many calls that we called and the number was disconnected or they didn't answer or they heard who we were and they still hung up, but we just kept following up. And eventually they said, you know what, is that offer still good from five and a half years ago? By the way, you know, we ended up buying the house for cheaper <laughs> than we offered, offered five and a half years earlier because the house had deteriorated even more, you know? Um, despite the market going up. So you just, you never know, but folks often come around and if you treat them right, it's just a matter of time before they need your help. Man, I absolutely love it. And I'm super interested to learn more about Investor Machine. Do I just go to, it's, is it theinvestormachine.com? Is. is that the URL? Yeah, theinvestormachine.com. And David, if, if well, we made a couple of links, if folks, we want to know if they came from you because we want to take good care of them, but theinvestormachine.com slash DPI. Okay, for, awesome. Uh, for the Discount Property, property Investor yeah, Podcast. Yep, yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Guys. So check it out. The investor forward slash D P I. And that's obviously for discount property investor. Go check it out. Learn more about how these guys can help you. I'm confident they can, because not only have they been in the business for many, many years, but they are investors themselves. You guys aren't just running a marketing operation for other no, investors. No, and my partner is- You guys uh, Jason are Lewis. investors. Yeah, Jason Lewis is is probably, you know, certainly one of the top two or three wholesalers in the state of Utah. I mean, a high volume guy. We're business partners in the investor machine. And so absolutely. We, in fact, we we we, uh, we test a lot of stuff in his market before we roll it out to anybody else. And so uh, for sure, we're, we're investors. I've been an investor for 14 years and we we sleep and eat, you know, real estate for sure. Man, I absolutely love it. Mike, thank you so much for coming on today and providing us with such awesome gold nuggets and amazing value. Guys, remember, this business is all about consistency, right? Don't give up if you're new. And let's, you know, sometimes people, you know, will come in and they'll, they'll dabble for a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple months. And like I was telling you about the student call I had earlier today, 
right? You got to be consistent. You got to market. You got to understand this is a marketing business before it's any other business and you got to follow up. Now, if you are looking to work with the the, the guys that know what they're doing, they know how to market, they know how to find the motivated seller leads, I can't recommend Mike's company, Investor Machine, more. Again, check them out. It's theinvestormachine.com forward slash DPI. Use that so that way they know where you guys heard him at and where this traffic is coming from. And Mike, do you got any parting words for us? Anybody or any, any advice that you would give to the new investor? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's easy for people to say when I got in, it was 2008. And at that time it was, you know, we were right in the heart of a downturn in the market. Now the truth is in my market in Dallas, it wasn't nearly as bad where you're at St. Louis wasn't nearly as bad as, you know, Vegas and Florida and Arizona and stuff like that. Every market's different, right? Mm -hmm. But people thought we were crazy for getting in. Our family thought we were crazy. Everybody thought we were crazy <clears throat> for getting in. And it was just through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, hard work, keep pushing forward. This is a great business. And so if you're newer in this business, just know that this is a market cycle. The market is constantly moving. Your goal is to figure out how to survive in this market. Um, but there's lots of benefits to up and down markets. And so if you're in this for the long haul, you have to figure out how to operate in this market. You, when the market shifts and we have a downturn, you're going to have to figure out how to operate in that market. And this is a great business over the long haul. But I think a lot of folks that get in early don't necessarily commit all in. They've got their toe in the water. Maybe still have a W-2 job. I'm not saying you should go leave your job. But if you don't fully commit, it's so much easier for you to just give up and say, ah, it doesn't work in my market. Uh, the market's not right right now. I'll try it again later. And I don't know many folks that said, I'll try it again later that actually did, right? So this is the right time to get in. Just accept that it's a difficult market. If you can make it work in this market, which plenty of people can, you can make it work in any market. So why not cut your teeth right here? Man, I absolutely love it. Mike, how could somebody connect with you if they wanted to uh, connect directly with you? Yeah, best thing is, uh, you know, just go to a Facebook. Look me up on Facebook. I probably spend more time there than I should. Uh, but just follow me along there. I try to put out a lot of good content and share a lot of good information. Uh, we've got a ton of, we've done over 1500 video podcasts you can find on flipnerd.com. And uh, those are the two best places. I love it. Guys, if you are listening to this while you are driving, Mike Hambright, I'm going to spell his name out. M-I-K-E-H-A-M-B-R-I-G-H-T. Just like it sounds, pretty easy. Um, flipnerd.com investor fuel, which we didn't even really get to talk about today, but you'll check that out as well. You can check that out at investorfuel.com. And then if you want to learn more about the leading tech and data company, that's going to provide the highest quality lead generation. And there are servicing hundreds of, of, of America's top professional real estate investors. Go check out the investormachine.com forward slash DPI. And with that, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for providing all these gold nuggets. Thanks, David. And Appreciate you being here. To having Appreciate you the opportunity. Sometime soon. Absolutely. All right, guys, signing off. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. 
Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.